In this episode, we look into human design. This is an interesting, kind of cool, very weird modality. We go through the aspects of this, how it works. We take a look at the creator, and I play a clip from one of the strangest videos I have ever watched for you, the creator speaking about his modality. We cannot wait to hear what you think of this. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jamie. Do you want to talk about human design with me today? I do, yes. Okay, well, I'm not sure I do, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen, everybody. We just need to say it right now. Like, Mercury has just gone retrograde. The two of us are feeling so spicy that I'm not entirely sure what this episode holds for all of us. Yeah, like a a disclaimer at the beginning that we're both, like, having a week. (laughs) Right, right. Or, like, a planet. Like, the whole planet seems to be, like, a little... Yes, we're recording this just as Mercury has entered retrograde a couple days ago. So please read into that what you need to as you continue to listen. Right. And this isn't a subject that you or I are super familiar with. We've done it. We've done the test. We've done all this stuff. But like there are some people that are hardcore human design people. We are not those people, but it was something that we wanted to look into. Mm -hmm. So this is just our take on it. Exactly. And I I don't dislike human design. I'll say that right now. No, me neither. But as you'll hear as we go through this. It is very confusing. Okay. And it is not presented, this is my opinion, it's not really presented in a way that you could grasp what is happening. It it almost feels to me like that might be on purpose, but let's, let's see as we talk about it, Jay, what you think. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So... Let's first start with kind of the definition of what it is that we're talking about, because some people are listening going, what is human design? Yeah, I think that's actually a really great place to start. (laughs) Okay, so this is a holistic self-knowledge system that combines some things. So I'm going to tell you what those things are that it combines. Okay. All right. So something called I Ching, which is a Chinese divination text. Yep. The Kabbalah, we know Kabbalah, right? So that's like an ancient Jewish mystical interpretation of the Bible. Yes. If I was to summarize it, probably poorly, but... No, I think that that summarizes it. Okay. Verdict philosophy. Okay. So you probably heard of that term when it comes to astrology, right? Like you hear Verda. Yeah. Yep. Um, So the Verdas were ancient religious texts that were used to create the religion of Hinduism. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the chakras and the thing that it is most connected to, which is astrology. Right. Because you use your birth chart info, right? Yes. To me, this is an opinion. I would like to hear other people's opinions. Maybe people who aren't in as spicy of moods or or are all of the above. In my opinion, this is taking astrology and making it complicated. (laughs) Okay. Got and it. astrology is already complicated, but it's making it more complicated. That's how it feels to me. But again, that's my opinion. Or maybe it's like reframing it for people who are not open to astrology. And this is like a way to slide it, slide it in the back door, sort of like it's the same info, but right. without the stigma. Yeah. And you know, not everyone wants everything delivered to them simply. I think that's a preference for me. I like to be able to, even if it goes into like more complicated places, I like there to be a simple, this is how you use it, applicable part of whatever it is. Does that make sense? Yep. Some people like the the deeper, more complicated, mysterious stuff. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I feel sort of both. Like I like to first get info like this and very broken down, practical sort of, subtitle like subheadings like I want five adjectives or something yeah but then I want to be able to break it down and look further into it and dive deeper into it right exactly I I think that's fair so I think I think that by that definition you should enjoy this right but what I would really want to know if you still do at the end okay let's see 
I also think that this is probably, you're probably going to get to this, but this is probably one of those things that we've been talking about lately where you should have someone doing this for you. Absolutely. 100%. You know, like have a practitioner work with you on this. Exactly. I'm not going into even close to all of the things that this involves because it is so in depth. There are so many aspects to it. I did the ones that were like on the website, easy to find a simple Google search could, could give you plenty of info on it. Um, And I left out purposely things that looked more complicated because I'm not going to try to poorly explain something that a professional who went to school for this could do better. Right. And nor should you. (laughs) No, no, exactly. So yeah, we'll come back to this. We'll circle back. But if you're interested in this, I've had it done. So I, I, got interested in it. I thought it was cool. I liked, I wouldn't, I'm glad I did it. Have a professional person like walk you through, you can get your, your chart for free, um, on the jovianarchive.com. Right. You can go get that. There's like brief explanations, but then you could have a professional go like really deep, very similar to having an astrologer read your chart instead of just Googling each thing. Right. And I also think like Find the practitioner, like we always say, find the one that you like and that you relate to. Because sometimes I see people on social media presenting human design and I'm like, what is this? This is ridiculous. But there are other people that I follow. I actively follow them on social media that do human design. They definitely mix it with sort of like other intuitive work, other astrology work. I love their content. I, I, yeah. I love them. So I think you have to find the person that, that you sort of vibe with. Yeah. And we talked about that with like the, the love languages too. And like, you know, people always comment like that they're that, or what, what is that thing that people do? That's I'm a, I'm a number one or something. Oh, the um, Enneagram, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Enneagram stuff. Like if, people, we said the same thing on those episodes. Like sometimes you see people posting and you're like, I don't connect to that. And then you see someone break it down in a way that you're like, Oh, that's cool. Right. Then that's who you should follow. Exactly. Human design was created by Alan Robert Krakover. And he published a book in 1992 saying what human design was. Now we're going to go, we're going to talk about him towards the end of the episode. I'm going to play you a video clip. He is, he has since passed away. He passed away in 2011, Um, but he published the book under the name Ra Uruhu. Why not his name? Um, He changed his name on like this journey of enlightenment kind of thing. He's a, he's a white dude just to like say. Yeah. I've had figured as much when you said that. <laughs> that didn't that didn't need to be pointed out. I, I mean, I'm glad you said it, but that was where I was going with it. Uh-huh. Okay. More on that later. Right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about human design. Yes. Okay. Like you said before, you put your birth date in much like in astrology, you're putting in your birth date and time and place and you enter it in and then you get uh like a chart. Right. And they they use something called Maya mechanics imaging software to create these charts. Okay. So you get your chart and there's the most like the big thing that people like to talk about on their chart are like, like they'll say, what are you? Are you a generator or a reflector or a projector? So we'll get to all of that, but let me just tell you what the aspects are first. Okay. There are 26 activations, 13 planetary imprints, nine centers, 36 channels, 66 gates, six lines, and three levels of, of substructure. Okay. So I see what you mean about it being super detailed. Yes. And That's then a lot. all of those things go get broken down into different things. Okay. So this is why you need a practitioner to do this for you. Yes, definitely. But also why when I'm telling you like, Oh, just, just give me a brief explanation of human design. It's it's kind of impossible. Right. Exactly. There are something called neutrinos. This is what human design is based off of. I'm going to read you a quote from the website and I'll tell you what it says about neutrinos. I watched a bunch of neutrino videos on YouTube to see if it was like a real science thing. And it is. Okay. None of them describe it the way it's described on like the human design website and when they talk about it. So they are a real thing. 
they're actually seem kind of interesting. They're called like the vampires of the scientific world. Interesting. Right. That is interesting. Yeah. So you can go deep dive on that. I tried to get like a little explanation or a little clip of a video to play that would be interesting and describe it, but I could not find anything that was interesting. Okay. So let me just tell you what the website says about them. Okay. Okay. So they pass through your body. So here's the direct quote from the website. Since neutrinos have an infinitely small amount of mass, as the stream passes through us, it leaves information. It is a stream of information. And within each of us exist particles that connect us to the stream. At the moment of birth, we are imprinted by the info by the neutrino stream via the planets. This info provides us with the knowledge to understand our nature, potential, and form interactions. Did you get that? <laughs> so you're saying that neutrinos are basically just like energy that we're absorbing yeah. from, from the planet. That are like passing through us. And so this is like, the, like, for example, on one of the videos I watched, they talk about how the sun gives off neutrinos, how each planet gives off neutrinos, but they're so tiny. There's also these really quote unquote interesting videos about how there's like a, like a balloon, like a big balloon up above one of the poles and it is measuring neutrinos based on like a giant ice pond below it. It's, oh, Okay. So it, it, neutrinos are a real thing that scientists study that like are interesting because they don't make a lot of sense to scientists. So you can go on and you can look at that if that sounds interesting to you. I did find it kind of interesting, but I, I don't understand it well enough to explain it in detail. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like that sort of sweet spot that we talk about a lot where science and intuition or energy start to overlap and meet each other. Yeah. And, and I'm actually glad you said that here because... What I think is going on with human design is that there's a real attempt to explain scientifically what everything is and, and what's going on. Okay. But there's no like quote unquote scientific proof, but there's like elements that are real and they're like, they're used to explain why this works. Whereas like in astrology, there's not an explanation of why each thing in your birth chart does what it does. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No one's really bothered to try to make it make sense. Yeah. So he's trying to explain it and I, that's cool with me. I, I don't have a problem with that, but it is still very hard to understand. And it's, there's not much concrete to like go, okay, well, I could just translate it into this language. It's all like, oh, right. The neutrino stream that passed through me left me information. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it almost feels like the, the overlap hasn't happened enough yet where we're not really actually able to scientifically say it, at least not easily yet. Or to like somebody like you or I to understand right. what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. So Here's the thing. Awesome that you're trying. I like that. I, I like yeah. the lineup in that taking from that, like super cool. Does it translate to go, okay, because it's like, this is the basis of human design. And so when you're reading this and you get to that part, I think a lot of people will quit on human design right there because they're not going to get what that means. Or they won't even look that far into it and they're just going to want to know what it means for them. And they won't even get, they won't even look that deep into it. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So when you get your chart, they call like all the parts of the chart, um, the rave mandala. Okay. So I, it's kind of hard to explain what a chart looks like, but we can put like snapshots of our charts in the show notes if you guys want, but you can Google it and you can find it. Right. It, it's very like there's astrology, like the wheel. Then there's like a, like a outline of a body with like lines running through it and shapes that are, some are color, some are white. Like there's all kinds of things going on. Right. Lots of detail. Yes. And so that's what that is. All of those aspects are that. So there's, there's a part called the body graph. I'm not going to even get into all of that, but that's basically about how energy flows in your system. And like, if the colors are filled in, that's like set and like, you're that way for life. And if they're white, they're, those things are influenced by conditioning and can change. So 
all, like I said, all kinds of detail there. But what I think people are most interested in and what I hear referenced the most is their type. I was just going to say, let's be honest, like people are going to run this, they're going to do this quiz, run the information, get the chart, and they're only really going to probably pick up two or three items, like the type, maybe like the chakra that it affects, things like that. And then they're going to go off and Google it and, and search it on Instagram and that's it. Right. And here's the thing. That's awesome. Right. I think you should do that. Same. When it comes to being like, hey, does this have spiritual integrity? Do I want to tell other people to do this? Do I want to spend money to become educated in this? Like that's where it gets a little muddy for me because I, it, it's not made for me to like really get it. Right. Exactly. And I don't, we don't personally know enough about it to recommend it to anyone. We could say like, maybe look into this, but I would never say like, oh yeah, definitely do a human design chart and it will change your life. Cause I don't know that personally, but I, I also wouldn't not say like, go check it out and see what you come up with. Exactly. I, I feel the same exact way. And I don't know if it's because there's the attempt to explain it so detailed that makes me sort of go like, but I don't get it. Because like, if I think of like the emotion code or some of the other things that we've covered, there isn't like an explanation and you're just kind of go, okay, that's what that is. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like, are, are we judging it too harshly because of this? Or does it just create more questions when you're introducing a lot of information that are over most people's heads? Like it's, it's just a lot of things. Yeah, I think there's just a lot going on and different parts of that probably impact different people as they're going through it. It's probably different for everyone. Exactly. Exactly right. Okay. So there are four types in the human design. So everybody is one of these. So the first is a manifester. Okay. The second is a generator. Okay. No, you can also be a manifesting generator, but in everything I'm looking at, that's considered a generator. So that's what I am. A manifesting generator? Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's a projector and reflector. Okay. So I am going to read just the general thing for each of those. And then I'm going to, we're both, I'm a generator. Right. And what people want to know about, they want to hear this part. This is like where people want to hear, just like you'd explain like what a Leo or Virgo is. This is where people want to be. Exactly. So I'll give you the, the explanation of them, the brief one, and then I will read the a little bit lengthier one to you on generators because we are both generators, Jamie. You are a manifesting generator and I'm just, I guess, a plain old generator. <laughs> basic, <laughs> basic generator. Basic generator. Okay. Okay. So let's start with generators. I'll give you the brief one. And like I said, I'll read you a little bit more of the in detailed stuff that you can get. So generators make up 70% of the population. They are, this says they are the driving life force of the planet. Go us, Jay. Um, Their strategy is to respond. So when you're looking at your chart, you're going to see some things. And one of them on your chart will say your strategy. Um, so your strategy is to respond and through response to find satisfaction and to avoid frustration. They have an open and enveloping aura and a need to learn about themselves. Okay. Projectors are about 20% of the population. Their strategy is to wait for an invitation to find success and to avoid bitterness They have a focused and absorbing aura and need to learn about and understand the other. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm like adding my own terminology to the projectors, I would say in order to like initiate doing stuff, they have to be asked or invited or said, Hey, could you do this? Okay. The, and that's how they're most successful. That's the best thing that they that's the way that they best operate. And then the avoid bitterness. Bitterness is just the thing that comes up when you're not feeling kind of like in the alignment with yourself. Okay. Absorbing aura to me, that's just like they sort of shift to what like shift to the room. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Okay. Um, all right. Manifestors, 9% of the population, their strategy is to inform before they act to find peace and avoid anger. They have a closed and repelling aura and are here to understand their impact on others. Hmm, That doesn't sound very nice. 
It doesn't. No. <laughs> no. No offense. <laughs> so the thing about manifestors is they're like supposed to be the best manifestors. They're the best at like pulling things in. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with like inform before they act and they're like, they're always looking for peace. Like I, I what that means to me is that they're just going like, let me get all of the information before I decide it, to me. It reads as like an overthinker a little bit. Right. Or someone who's, yeah, always looking for the info before they jump into something. They want to be like well informed. Exactly. And then anger would be the thing that would happen when they were out of alignment. Okay. Closed and repelling aura, I feel like speaks for itself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are the people that are like, why doesn't anyone want to come talk to me? It's like your your aura's garbage. Fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Lastly, there's reflectors. They're 1% of the population. Okay. Their strategy, this is interesting to me. Their strategy is to wait a full cycle of the moon before making decisions to find clarity, leading to a life of more surprise and less disappointment. They have a resistant and sampling aura and are learning to reflect rather than identify. Okay. It's hard to, hard to figure out. Yeah. So I think these are the people who are like the let's wait and see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. It also sounds like it's hard to be that person in this world. Like it's hard to wait an entire moon cycle before you do anything ever. Right. I mean, they're also 1%. So maybe this is like really rich, privileged people who can wait to do anything. I don't know. Or you're maybe just struggling. Like if, if that's how you feel like you're best served, you know? Exactly. Okay. I'm going to give you a little more in-depth um, definition of generators and manifesting generators. Are you ready? Yeah. I would like your reaction to this. Generators and manifesting generators are energy types and by far the largest type group. We refer to generators and manifesting generators together. Generators are the great builders. They derive their energy from the sacral center the source of generating the life force. Generators have a tremendous amount of energy at their disposal, but need to know how to use this properly to not waste energy resources on activities that do not lead to expected outcomes. When you initiate because you are trying to make things happen, you will generally be met with resistance in the form of frustration and feeling stuck. You end up involved in projects and activities that deplete you without leaving you fulfilled or satisfied. Over time, this leads to exhaustion and quitting. As a generator, you need to wait for what life brings to you and then follow your response. Your aura is open and enveloping, taking in everything in your environment. You draw things to you, and as you are energetically designed to respond, This will tell you if something is correct for you or not. Once you respond to a person, event, or action, you can then act with the full force of this powerful energy. What do you think, Jay? Okay. I mean, I think, I think most of that tracks for me. I think where I get a little stuck is that I know that that covers 70% of the population and I don't actually feel like I'm like 70% of the population. Right. You know what I mean? Not that I'm like super special and I'm like, there's no one like me. Like I'm not that, but oh, like, you are super special. And there's definitely no one like you. I can, I can verify. It's not that energy I'm trying to bring to this conversation. It's more just like, that's a big, that's a huge chunk of the population. So I like, how are we all the same? I guess it probably manifests through all those like hundreds of different aspects you were talking about that they come out in, in different ways through those aspects, maybe. Right. Exactly. So we're going to go through some of the chart aspects and I think it gets like a bit more specific when you go through that. Yeah. So I think you can like sort of take that and then get the specifics like, Oh, okay, this, this is more unique to me. So we'll, we'll look at a few of those, but I actually think this might be a good time to take a quick break. Yeah. Come back, talk about some of those things plus play you a little small snippet of one of the weirdest videos I've ever watched in my whole entire life, which is the person who created this talking. That's an incredible teaser. So now everyone's going to stay around and listen. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Both. I think this is really weird shit. And I think our tolerance for really weird shit is kind of shot. 
it feels like really murky when I'm talking to you about it. Like I'm like, we'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week we are obsessed not with TikTok content. No, it's a mirror. I'm sure we'll work it in somehow, but hopefully. But so this week, there have been some things that I've been going through personally mm-hmm. that I have had to process and go through. Nothing crazy, nothing traumatic. Don't get too curious. Um, but there there have been things I've been having to process and having reactions to, and you have been sort of helping me go through them. And what we were talking about and what we've been really sort of zooming out from that is looking at how Americans or women or maybe everybody, probably everybody is like, the point is that we're not supposed to have reactions to things. Right. Specifically emotional reactions. Right. Like, so I had this emotional reaction, reached out to Heather, cried, like not anything (laughs) insane. Like no big scene was created. I literally just like had emotions, showed them, talked through them with Heather. And then 24 hours later, what was I doing? Shaming yourself for it. Yes. Like why I want, like, why was I so upset about that? Yeah, as if, as if you had uh, had had this like moment of being so silly, right? Like, like why was I so upset about that? When first of all, I wasn't so upset, right? Mm-hmm. So I was exaggerating these emotions and then mm-hmm. shaming myself for them. And Heather was like, "You're allowed to have emotions," and like, un- unfortunately, it feels like a lot of the times the standard for humans is no emotion, like that things are supposed to just happen to you and there should be no emotional reaction. Right. You got information that you had to process that was upsetting to you. Right. And so you were upset by the information that you got. And what you did was allow that to come out of your body. And like you, it's not like you wept on the floor for eight hours. And even if you did, that would have been okay. But like you're, I'm just saying that because your judgment of yourself was like, as if you had wept on the floor for eight hours, but you just like, let it out that you were upset. Like letting go of emotions is healthy. We say that all the time. Right. And then you sort of talked through how it felt and the things that you were worried about. And then because spoiler alert, Jamie and I, we all, we love TikTok, but we also love Marco Polo. (laughs) Right. True. So Marco pulled me not even 20 minutes later, uh, completely out of that state. Yes. Right. Asking me about things about me because we both like burn out on like talking about ourselves. We have to like switch it and like moved on. And the fact that there was like this need and I relate to it too, because I feel the same way, but this need to shame yourself for not have just like, rolled with that information and not have had an emotional response to it as if like you're supposed to be this like non-emotional never get upset or rattled by anything human is weird and I feel it too so that's why we were like why is that there maybe we should talk about this on the podcast why who taught us this right and the trick is is that if I hadn't processed it the way I did and like I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn, like toot toot. If I hadn't processed it as well as I did and as efficiently as I did, I wouldn't have been able to move out of that state so quickly. 
right? So if I hadn't processed it, then I wouldn't have been in a place where I would be like then apologizing for it, which I shouldn't have been doing. But like, I would have still been feeling super shitty about it. Exactly. You would have gone through the rest of your day being pissy at everybody for no reason, trying to squelch down emotions. You would have definitely given yourself some sort of physical symptom of a headache or a stomachache or whatever. whatever. It would have have been unable to sleep. Like all of this stuff. And then your ability, even more important than that, your ability to deal with the thing, whatever the thing is, your ability to deal with the thing would have been so like so much worse. Like you wouldn't have had all of your faculties and abilities, but the fact that you did the most healthy thing you could do, which is like, Hey, let me feel this, right. We're in two agreements. Let me feel this for a moment. And both of us are like verbal processors. Like we need to speak stuff out to process what we do. So that's what we do to each other. Basically about everything that happens to ourselves. So you, you did that. You processed it you dealt with it, you identified your feelings and you allowed yourself to feel them and then naturally moved on because you did what you needed. Exactly. You don't need to cry about that thing now because you already did. Right. But we put ourselves in this catch 22 position where like we either screw ourselves over with every single thing that you just described and we get stuck in this pit, right. Of not processing the emotions Mm -hmm. or we do it when we feel bad about it. Yes. It's like either way, whatever your reaction is, you, you have to shame yourself for it. (laughs) Right. And that's where this country is with emotions. Like you're not supposed to like feel things. We are just supposed to suck shit up. Especially like if you are, you know, you fall into that archetype of like a tough woman or a strong woman or like a badass or something like that. Then like, I guess we think shit should just like roll off of our shoulders a little bit. I don't know, but it, it was, it was a jarring moment for me to feel like, why are you apologizing for something that you actually did and you did it well Yeah, to a person who enjoys that sort of thing? Like, no, I don't enjoy you being right. upset, but like, like if, if there was anyone in your life who you were like, who should I process this with? I'm pretty sure I would be the right. top of the list. And I think that might track for most people and, and like vice versa. Like that's what I do. Right. Like it wasn't something right. that was a burden for me at all. Right. You know, like, Oh, she'll be mad if I don't process this to her, it would probably be more accurate. So that whole thing, like to, to just go, it, it isn't even the fact that it was in front of someone. And it isn't even the fact that, um, it happened. It's the fact that like it affected me at all that I feel bad about. Like what an impossible standard. Do you think it's part of like how women, especially mothers are supposed to be a martyr. And so your, your role is really just to deal with everything and to make everything smooth for everyone and just like suck in all of your own feelings and wants and needs and desires and let them die inside of you. (laughs) I think this might be a byproduct of that. Yeah, I think it's a byproduct of the emotional management that many women have to do in their families, even probably in their workplaces a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, like it, the, the emotional management that that I do for people is, it's a lot. Yeah. And how much of it do you allow yourself to do for yourself? Well, because then it becomes like just more work for me to do. <laughs> and I'm just, it's just like another emotion that I have to manage. If I can, if I can shut all my stuff down, then it's, it's off my load. Yeah. Like we don't even have the space to process our own stuff. Right. And, right. We, or we don't give it, we don't give ourselves the space to process our own Yeah. Stuff. Cause we're so freaking tired from processing everybody else's stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then, so I just I would want people to know to like give themselves some grace here. Like you're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be messy. You're allowed to be like chaotic every now and then. And you're allowed to, um, you're allowed to be it and you're allowed to let other people know you're being it. Exactly. Your, right. your worth has nothing to do with how well you keep it together. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to believe that though. It's true. And though. I also think that the more empathic you are and the more, you know, I don't want to just say if you're a woman, but I'll say the more, um, feminine energy you have coursing through your veins, that might be a better way to present it. The more your emotions are your superpower. 
the more they are your clarity and your healing and your guide and all of that stuff. So allowing the ones that are considered unpleasant or messy, right? Women aren't supposed to be messy. Good grief. No. Or even just in a bad mood, allowing that, whatever that looks like to happen and to not be ashamed of it to me is like ultimate goals. Agreed. So powerful. We talked about ascension last week in our obsessed topic, right? Like to me, that's like ascension. If you could do that. Exactly. That's, that's the up leveling we want. Yes. And there's a, there's a feminine um, energy practice. You hate the term of it, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, called Swamping. (laughs) Yes. You and I have done it. It's, it's, I love it. You have mixed feelings. I do have my feelings about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is. So, I, I agree with it in theory. I agree. I love the theory of it, but like this application, I feel like um, is an obstacle for a lot of people. Yes. So what swamping is, is, is like doing something that allows you to feel the way that you feel. And so it's just like, there's all, all kinds of different ways to do swamping, which is like sitting in the feelings and identifying them and allowing them to be, that's what swamping really is. So one of the ways you can do that, do this is by like literally putting a trash bag on yourself and because you're feeling like trash and you're just like, let me just represent it. Right. Like, because women are always told, okay, you're going through shit, but like, still make sure you're wearing makeup. Like, why don't you have foundation on? Like, do you know what I'm saying? So this is sort of in the face of that. Like, no, I feel like trash. So here I am in a trash bag. Right. So you're in a trash bag and you're just letting yourself feel it's usually music involved. And you're just like feeling if it's rage, if it's a sadness, if it's annoyance, if it's frustration, you're feeling that until like say the end of a song or whatever. And in many swamping practices, you do this in a group, which is the part that Jamie's not a huge fan of, like where you're like swamping together. But you could also do something, which is what Jamie did with me, which was allowed it to happen. She was on a Marco Polo video. So if you don't know what that is, kind of like a FaceTime, but it's a video that goes back and forth. Um, And you did that, felt it, experienced it, and then moved on. Like that's what swamping is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's a technique that we learned from Mama Gina. I don't know if anyone's familiar with her, but she's, um, how would you describe Mama Gina? Like a women's empowerment coach, mm-hmm. um, practitioner, author. Um, yeah. author. Yep. She does tons of seminars for empowering women. We went to um, yep. We went to see her in New York once. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't realize cause the exercise itself is so exaggerated. <laughs> right. But then when you brought it to my attention, you were like, you just swamped in front of me. And I was like, oh, I did. And that's like, I can do that kind of swamping. It's just not like, you don't want to wear a trash bag. You don't want to wear a trash bag with a group of strangers and talk about your feelings. And cry in front of all of them. No, thank you. (laughs) I I don't, I know. And I know that's very healing for a lot of people. I'm not trying to judge that. But for me, it's like, it's not a safe place for me. Yeah. But that's important to say, because some people sometimes hear about these like different cool healing things to do and then judge themselves if they don't have the best experience, but like you get to have your experience the way it works best for you. Right. Exactly. But you could even text, text your friend and be like, yeah, I'm swamping for 20 minutes. And then if, if that friend is a great friend, maybe at like the half hour mark, they text is like, how's it going? Right. Like it doesn't have to be anything bigger than that, but it's just the idea of allowing this. And Swamping is something that Mama G talks about and does, but like this is an ancient thing that like women have done for a really long time. Always, yeah. always, always, always. And it's just so robbed of us now that we just and it's just so natural. Like like even just having those moments where you like have that that certain song come on in the car and like you can just allow your rage to come out. Like if Alanis Morissette's You Wanna Know comes on in the car. I might be having the best day. There's no rage. It does not matter. Whatever rage lives in my system comes out. I scream that song at the top of my lungs. I just, it freaking feels great. And then afterwards I feel like a new human. Like you don't even have to do it because you're like dealing with a thing. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. You're just processing whatever's in your energetic yeah, body. So you can do that too. So on a long winded point, we're just talking about how like we just shame ourselves for feeling our feelings and that it's not tough right. to not react to stuff. 
it's it's strong and a sign of of strength to allow yourself to feel it because you know you're strong enough to move through feelings. Exactly. Exactly. Perfectly. PSA for the day. Yep. All right. So go feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Wear a trash bag if you need to. And let us know what your rage song is because everyone should have one. (laughs) All right, Jay, let's look at some of these other aspects in the chart. Okay. So there's an aspect called the profile. Okay. So this is supposed to be the costume we wear while learning to play specific roles. All right. So there are 12 profiles and these are in the form of numbers. They look like fractions. I don't. Yeah. I see a fraction on my chart. Yeah. It has to do with like they're, they're taken from two different places in your chart. So like the first number is taken from here. The other one's taken from here and it makes your profile. Oh, okay. So I thought, listen, there's, there's 12. I'm not going to read all of them, but I thought I would read ours. So mine is five slash one. Okay. So (laughs) I can't wait for you to react to this one, Jamie. This is the heretic investigator. (laughs) Here's interesting already. It's already interesting. (laughs) Here's the description. You want to be a hero to go to the depths of your knowledge base and offer it up to everyone. You love the process of learning, change, new projects and challenges, and you aren't afraid to go against the grain if you need to. You have a magnetic quality about you, seducing people into wanting to know what you have to offer. Others will often project onto you, and that can feel like a lot of pressure, especially if people have expressed disappointment with you in the past. However, following your strategy and learning to say no to things you can't fulfill will help you avoid bitterness. Keep asking questions, become an authority on what you love and owning who you are. That trap. <laughs> yes. Sold. I like that one a lot for you. I like that it says I seduce people. I think I'm just stuck on liking that. <laughs> I think it all, it all, works for you. I there's no part of that, that that I would say no that doesn't sound right. I would say actually that sounds like a very yeah. accurate description of me. And I think if someone was like right. do you know anyone like this? I think a bunch of people would say my name after they heard that. Agreed. What is your number, Jay? My number is 3/5. Okay, so you are an experiential heretic. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> you are a catalyst for change. And people like to live vicariously through you for better or for worse. Many celebrities have a 3-5 profile. It can be difficult for you when when you've experimented and failed after everyone has been projecting onto you and holding you to their own expectations. Embracing the ups and downs and the messiness of life, regardless of what people project onto you, will draw the correct people to you in the end. When you get into this flow, you'll have some of the most likable and magnetic energy of all the profiles. Wow. (laughs) Hello, celebrity Jamie. (laughs) You can all say you knew me. (laughs) I have to say, I feel like that fits you. I do too. I'm not as like knocked over by it as mine. Correct. But the part of people being like sort of like like that magnetic part of you where people project onto you, that happens all the time. I we joke about it, but like people are always telling me how cool they think you are and how relatable you are and how they see themselves in you, but you're like a cooler version. Like I joke about that because no one ever calls me cool and people say it about Jamie all the time. But I, I think that's that's that being described there. I think it might be that too. And also the part about like, like experiencing failure in that, like people, like people seeing you projecting like what they think you're going to be successful at and then things not working out. And that's, that tracks for me being like, but everyone said they wanted this from me. Everyone said they wanted this. And now it's a failure. I felt that many times in my life. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. Just the idea of a lot of people projecting onto you, what they like see as what what you should be or where what they want you to be definitely tracks for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next aspect that I want to talk about is the definition. Okay. So this is how we relate to and connect to others. 
This is complicated. So I'm just going to tell you what they are. And I would say this would be a good part to like investigate yourself or to have a professional explain to you. Right. But they are single split, triple split and quadruple split. So which one are you, Jay? I'm split. Me too. Okay. Okay. So this is just like how you relate to others. It's very complicated. Like the definition in split was talking about how like these two aspects feel separate and there has to be some sort of bridge over them for you to connect. So didn't totally get it, but cool information. And again, I bet a professional could explain it better. Yeah. Probably more helpful if you have someone explain it to you. Yes. Then there is the incarnation cross. Okay. And this is your purpose. Oh, okay. And Mine is written, it says left angle cross of alignment and then some numbers. What does yours say? Mine says right angle cross of laws with different numbers. Interesting. Okay. So there are 192 possibilities for that one, for what your incarnation cross is. So again, I'm going to say, let's refer to professionals to explain that to you because it's not only like, like you would have to look up each aspect of those things to get your combination and combine it to understand your incarnation cross. Does that make sense? Yeah. I need help with that. We need a professional. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So that there's, there's more aspects to it, but that's basically like when you get your chart, when you do the free one, Those are the things that are written down as like your chart properties. Right. So that's, that's kind of like the basic version. There are more things on there that what I'm going over, but it would take me like another seven hours to keep going. So I'm going to just touch on that, but I think that gives you kind of a good feel for what it is. Right. I agree. Yeah. I do want to tell you a little bit about our boy who created this. Okay. But before I do, I just want to say, I tried to figure out how much it costs to become a practitioner in this, but it was very difficult to figure out because it's set up like you take all these classes. So it's in there like per semester. So I don't know at what point you're, you're able to like do this work for other people, but these classes are expensive. Oh, really? Like the foundation course that I found, like this, the little first one that you could do was $350. And in some, there were so many, there's so many things to click on. I found another one that was like at the beginning of a course that had practitioner in the title. It was $1,150 for that course for one semester. Wow. So people, Well, that explains the prices I've seen people charging for sessions. Then. Exactly. So know that when you're getting this done, that these people have invested a really, like a lot of money to be able to do this. Right. Okay. So pay your practitioner and- if they do a good job, maybe tip them or something. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, all right. I'd like to play a video clip for you of our boy here, Ra Aruha. Okay. Now, this is one of the weirdest videos I've ever watched. It is an hour and 26 minutes long. I, I, That's saying a lot that way because you watch a lot of watch a lot of weird videos. I do watch too. a lot of weird videos. Instead of trying to explain it to you, I am going to play about like a minute ish, a little more than a minute clip of it for you. It was really hard for me to be like, where do I stop the clip so people could get an idea of how weird this is. But I think this paints a picture. And then what I'll do is I'm not going to make you listen to the whole thing. I will um, like summarize what he's saying. But basically, this is Ra Aru Hu or Alan Robert recover however you want to say his name whichever version you go by this is him telling his experience with creating human design or like birthing it are you ready Mm, probably not but okay okay here we go i have no other way um, to think of this than to think of this as a story about madness Um, because it's not normal i mean it's not even normal according to the way in which uh, most revelation takes place. It seems that the history of revelation is full of a, well, a certain kind of sweetness. I guess because of my own natural skepticism, it has been easy for me for all of these years not to tell the story of my encounter because it is mad. And 
there's no proof. That's the thing that's so interesting about telling stories. It's just a story. And I think it's better that you take it that way. In a sense, it has nothing to do with human design. Human design stands on its own feet. But I was its first student, so I'll tell you the story. I was already mad anyway. I mean, by any standards of what is normal in society, I was already mad. I was living wild. Um, I was very much alone in a process that I, I didn't even try to understand. I just went along for the ride because there was, <clears throat> I just went along for the ride. <clears throat> yeah, it's my feeling exactly. A sheep in the background, that's nice. I'm a ram, they don't get slaughtered. Anyway, um, I was already mad. All right, I'm going to stop it there. <laughs> Heather, 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 might want to look at it again. It's it's so bizarre. And you guys can't see it, but he's got like his eyes closed while he's talking a lot. And he, there's like a background of him. Like he's in front of the background of himself sitting under a tree. It's so weird. This is not good PR for anything. Oh, no. So I'll just summarize to you a little bit about his story so you don't have to listen to the whole thing unless you want to. Maybe I'll put the clip in the show notes for everybody, the link, if, in case you want to check it out for yourself. I'm never watching that ever. Never, ever. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> he was born in Montreal, Canada as Alan Robert Krakovar on April 9th, 1948. And he passed away in 2011 at the age of 63. Okay. He was a businessman, an advertising exec, a magazine publisher, a media producer, and a composer and performer. Okay. In 1983, he traveled to Ibiza and decided to stay there and work as a teacher. In okay. 1987, he had what he calls the encounter with a voice, which is what he goes on to talk about in this video. Um, and this was like, he says it's kind of a superior being that told him about human design. Okay. So that's what he said happened. It reminds me a little of like the story of how Reiki came about in that like, you could probably say this better, but like it was kind of like downloaded to someone like this needs to be in the world. Yeah. Except that Usui went on a pilgrimage for healing for a download um, and to sort of better connect with the universe. It sounds like this sounds like the, like a psychotic break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound like he was looking for that. Like he's saying, he keeps saying how mad he is, how mad he is and how, you know? Yeah. It, it has strong vibes of someone tripping on some serious drugs, that whole video. Yeah. Or this like, this like white man superiority that all these prophetic messages come down to them. Like it almost gives me more like, um, like culty vibes. Like, yeah. Like you, like I'm so special mm -hmm. that I got this message and now I'm going to share it with all of you. I'm not saying that human design is a cult. I'm just saying that, that, that the story, the way he's telling it, his energy is very much like that. He's trying to place himself in this superior position. Yeah. And it, it also has that whole thing where, like you're saying, a white guy got this download, but the download right. is based on information that's ancient to different cultures. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's weird. But I also, I wanted to play that video for you. One from your own amusement to watch Jamie's reaction to it, but two, 
Now do you sort of understand why it's really hard to understand what the heck this whole thing is based off of just by listening to him? Right. Yes, it makes a lot more sense. Like he's not trying to be relatable. He's trying to be mad. Oh, he yeah, he wants to be mad. Yeah. So interesting, if nothing else, interesting. <laughs> yes, it is very interesting. So I think we should sum up our feelings now that now that we've gone through all of this. I will say I think it's cool. Human design is cool. And you should go do your free chart. And then if you find that interesting and you want to know more, you should find a practitioner who offers these services and um, have a reading done about it. I think that's awesome and very cool. There are some things that are questionable. I do not love the way it's presented. The guy who created it is clearly a little bit of an oddball. Um, There's a little bit of question of cultural appropriation, but I don't know. You can you can do with that what you will, I guess. But those those are sort of all of my feelings. I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm also not obsessed with it. I don't know. How do you feel, Jay? Yeah, I feel sort of the same way in that I think it's just another way for people to get insight onto their own personality and their strengths and their weaknesses. And we always discuss how people love that, like different personality tests, natal charts, all this stuff. People love to be able to sort of categorize themselves to further understand themselves. So this to me is just another modality that you can do that with. It might really hit home for you. You might love it or you might be like, this is no, thank you. Yeah. Either way, I'm not saying don't try it, but try it, see what happens. But that's about all I'd be willing to back. Yeah. I I think that anything that helps you accept yourself for who you are more is a positive experience. So if that's something that you're looking for doing things where you're getting like the charts and like, this is your type and this is the explanation like that feels, if that feels good to you, then things like this will feel good. I think you and I are at a point in our own growth and learning that like we're, we're not looking for people to put us in an archetype as much anymore. And it's, it's much more about being like, how do I apply intuitive concepts to my real life right now to like get through days. <laughs> exactly. Right. You're exactly right. And I think that I feel, I sort of feel this, I feel torn about things like this because you and I talk a lot about having integrity and being really honest about different origins of things. And like, this well, doesn't sit well with me. If I'm being very honest, it doesn't sit well. But then we think about different practitioners who probably have never heard that video. They don't know that 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 guy sounds like that. And and, and so should we discredit every practitioner? Right. But we do have to take into account where this right. all comes from. Right. To me personally, it's not in a place of like this is awful and crosses the line and is hurting people at least based upon the research that I found. So I don't feel like I want to go out and like right. we did with like the grab away numbers, like shut the shit down before it gets any worse. I don't have that feeling about it. Do, do I have a yeah. feeling of like discomfort or like cringiness around some of the things I do, but I also have that same discomfort and cringiness about people who don't, who do this stuff for work and haven't researched it. Exactly. So if right. you've exactly. researched it and you get this and it feels good and you're okay with that, it, there isn't the cringy aspect for you. Or if there is, you do something to um, address it or deal with it in a healthy way and in a way that's good for everyone, then I think I'm okay. Do I feel like, oh, I want to shout this from the rooftops. It's the best thing ever. And it's great. And no. So it's for me, it's somewhere in the middle of those. It makes me slightly uncomfortable, but I don't hate it. That's kind of where I would go. Yeah, I think I'd yeah. be right there. So there you go. Mind. Decide for yourself. Let us know what you guys think, though. I know a lot of people are into this. It, I think it was. Tr- it's been a bit trendy. Um, I don't know how aware people are of it. I think it, and it's like in little pockets that people know about it. So let us know what you guys think. I would really, really love to hear it. If you're someone who's super, super into it, same. I want to hear from you, too. Like All of the things. Let us know. Okay. I am going to just call you later and I'm not going to speak. I'm just going to play a different clip from that video for you. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download 
subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.